Welcome to the spooky edition of Twofold Podcast. Two spooky predictions were made on the previous episode. <laughs> One about the podcast going back to its roots and having two movies up for discussion. <laughs> and another prediction that will be spooky movies. But unlike made-up spooks, movies. like ghouls, goblins, and ghosts, today's scares come from the real world. <laughs> we watched the new Netflix documentary, yes. David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet, about how humanity has put diverse David ecosystems Attenberg. of our planet in danger, and how it will result in our own doom. And the much older documentary, also released on Netflix three weeks ago, Social dilemma. The how social about, dilemma. About how social media affects society and the mental health of individuals. Ooh. Welcome to Two Fold Podcast. Johnny, play the spooky tune. It's a spooky edition from Johnny. I like that one. Yeah. Right, Tim? Spooky edition. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spooky edition. <laughs> We're so spooky. We're the it's spookiest. Super spooky. We're back. We're back. We got uh, Jacob, <laughs> spooky Jacob. <laughs> I got even spookier, Philip. Children of the night, what music they make. Mm, they, they make Thriller from uh, <coughs> Michael Jackson with Vincent mm -hmm. Price rapping on it. And I'm Tim, and this is Two Four Podcast. You heard the theme song. Um, <laughs> you want to tell the kids about spoilers? Yes, spoilers, come on. I mean, they're documentaries, but still, you sure, probably sure. worth watching. Um, so yeah, we watched... Hey. Um, yep. We're back to two movies. Um, I can't, I was going to say, back to two movies, my good friends. Here we are. It's a bending Woo! the rules a little bit. Um, <laughs> they're only a couple of weeks apart, but I think they're very, very similar in, in its uh, kind of themes. Oh, they're yeah. different, but similar, similar approaches. I think um, similarly paced and a similarly start and end. It starts with a very Similarity. gloomy, like, war <laughs> warning. You know, everything is bad, but hope in, you know, there's hope in the end. Mm -hmm. sure. If we act now, and I think both of the documentaries kind of have this I flow. the beginning starts like thing. that, where it's like, there is bad. And then at the end is, there is hope. Hope. <laughs> but there is hope. hope. Well, there you go. <laughs> hope. <laughs> and also it's it's you know it it kind of speaks of it's it's not you know pull the strings evil people behind things that's what of, i wanted to talk about yeah it's 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 about you know humanity making mistakes and you know yeah, there's if it's it's not too late to change things if if you want things to be better and that um, was twofold podcast twofold but that was twofold podcast then listen to us uh that's good never two give, weeks. Up, give up on your dreams bye-bye Never give up on your dreams. It's it's it. You know, it was it was the friendship that was made along the way that was this spookster. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't a ghost. We 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 mystery machined it, and we revealed it was Vincent Price all along behind <laughs> everything. No, Vincent Price. Uh, Bella Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. Yeah, we, we we had we had everyone here. So so, what do you guys think? What what do you think of today's uh, movies, Philip? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we have, uh, secrets i believe that we need to reveal first and that is okay that, what uh, are these secrets we need to reveal we watched the social dilemma earlier before you picked it so that was great yes 
It was, was good, perfect. Man. It just, you know, it worked out, out. Oh, well. I heard people tweeting about it. Then Phil was like, I'm watching it. Do you want to watch it maybe? And I was like, uh, and then he linked me up. He's like, check it out. I'm like, maybe I'll check it out. And then I checked it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what were it, the tweets? The, the, Who was saying things? Just various people I know. And I think it was <laughs> on uh, Facebook. I, I really don't go on Facebook very much. But um, I remember when it came out, people were like saying things like, you know, like, if you have an hour, watch it. Oh, right. It's that kind of thing. That kind of thing. If you have an hour, just do yourself a favor. Exactly. The dramatic. And uh, I have to tell you, Tim, that um, I, for some reason, (laughs) I think maybe I expected like more from the movie. It was first like, okay, here's a caveat. I, um, you know, Mm -hmm. I was expecting the same thing. Yeah. Of watching that 10 episode Michael Jordan (laughs) documentary. (laughs) Oh, you're ready. Oh, yeah. uh, You know, that was like, that's like super, super in depth. You know, 10 each hour long episodes, like 10 hours of content. Maybe I was a little bit, you know, conditioned. And so when this movie came out, I was like, oh, right, Netflix. I was like, I'm guessing that's probably like a six parter. Each one hour, like delving into oh, the, really? the deep. Oh, really? You're like yeah. ready to. Okay. Yeah, and the people, people were saying, like, watch one hour. And I was like, oh, it was like an hour. Okay. So that makes sense. And then I watch it. And, uh, I, you know, not bad, but just I definitely different perception going in. Yeah, totally. I mean, not for me. I was just watching it. I was just, you know, play it, start, yeah. you know, watch it. Uh, I watched it, it with my wife, and I think this, this I had a similar reaction. Not that I wasn't expecting a ten-hour uh, in-depth uh, <laughs> deep dive, but I think it was also the fact that you know I maybe you, you guys as well. We kind of grew up with the internet. You know, we were there oh, when, start, when it was yeah. when it was a small little creature. We've seen it, you know, evolve. We've seen the effects of social media, and also we kind of know behind the scenes. You know, it's not this True. mystery box that is like. <gasps> Is you know evil behind the, I think the gates? Yeah, that's interesting. Also, because I read um, a couple of articles, and you know, I mean, we're like you know, we're UX people and stuff. So exactly. Kind of, yep. The dark read, patterns and things. We read about this stuff and we hear about it and things like that. And I think I read a couple of articles, maybe even in-depth articles or something. And yeah, you, you hear that people, the 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 designers and the engineers and people who helped kind of birthed the revolution of smartphones, right? Especially with like when the iPhone came out, those people were then coming out talking about how they regret, you know, helping design those things. And so, yeah, I think it's not like a big surprise for us. So we kind of maybe heard about it more often. Maybe that's also why when I was watching it, a lot of it felt like things I've heard before. Maybe. No, no, no. Tell me about that. Like, what do you mean? Like these people, they they didn't, they they regretted working on the iPhone and all yeah, these so devices. Like a, a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> they're they they wanted to use is, netbooks. <laughs> yeah, netbooks. They were, they were thinking netbooks. And then Steve <laughs> the Jobs was like, "Stop! No netbooks! I hate it. Stop with the netbooks. They were they're like, stupid. They make, are stupid. No make netbooks. A, a stylus." And Steve Jobs was like, "No." Do you no remember? Stylus. Do you remember netbooks? Do you like yeah, little dude. pink notebooks with that like have tiniest screens and? Yeah, they were tiny little laptops. They were I really remember small. my uh, friend Drew. Shout out to Drew. He was really into the netbooks. It was like 2011, okay. and he brought over. A oh yeah, and it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny. The screen was like five inches or something like that, like uh, diagonally, maybe even less. Yeah. Where do those go? 
And I was like, really? It's the best thing ever? You can like do nothing nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you, you couldn't do any, because okay, obviously it was a netbook for internet, but the problem is it's such a tiny ass screen with a tiny resolution. Like even when I was watching like people, you know, sitting in a, in like a uh, coffee shop working, like they couldn't see anything but there. You can type maybe. <laughs> you can type, type maybe. but you can see like, like three lines of your, whatever you're typing. And then like you could see, no. like it was open like Facebook and like, you know, the little chatting, uh, little, little, not window, whatever it is, the little drawer that comes out of the bottom. Mm-hmm. They had those, two of those, and that was the entire screen. <laughs> it was funny perfect. because Drew was showing me how he was developing his own like UI mm-hmm. that he was making. Oh, I remember this. He's using Linux, isn't he? And, chat yeah linux and he was using like chat chat bars and stuff like that chat lists mm-hmm. he's like showing me how he like condensed everything like made the padding the most minimal you know to match the screen size and that was like his project and i was just like that's i was like it was very you know interesting to see him like work on it like that but at the same time it was such a weird concept because it's like like you really can't put anything on the screen it's just like one chat window and then you oh, yeah. so true. Google and like the Google search field is like the whole width of the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah. Super zoomed in. So but they like, regretted making those. Sorry, I was just going to say, okay, go, go, go. But that's what the, no, 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 that no, was in the documentary. Google, that's, the, that's the topic. Yeah. Yeah. That was in the documentary as well for as people who, you know, in the Silicon Valley that worked on creating, designing or creating, you know, programming, the things that they were thinking they were making, you know, for, you know, technology, pushing things forward. That's right, yeah. You're, like, making things awesome, and you're designing all these things that help someone, you know, do quicker. But in the end, they're affecting, you know, the actual users negatively. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, think, what Jake was saying is that we know how the bread is made. <laughs> What's the expression? No, what is it? I think so. I think we so, know how the bread how is the, made. Um, no, no, no. We know That's how, how, we, we know how the, uh, the sausage is made. Exactly, not the, the bread. Sausage, right. the sausage. <laughs> we know, maybe we know too how the bread uh, is made. True. Maybe. So we know how the sausage and the bread is made. So none of it is <laughs> surprising. You, you just go with bread, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, what I surprised me about the documentary is that maybe it's just because of you guys, and because I'm, I have, I don't have as much knowledge as you, but I have some. I have like you know, we can we can talk about it without me having to ask too many questions. You can ask but, questions if you want. No, no, no. I just meant like our level of conversation on that kind of technology is that we can have a conversation without me having to be like, what does this you know the thing do? I I know enough to you know okay mm-hmm. to be on equal terms somewhat, uh, but not as much as you guys. But what what surprised me about this documentary is that it did feel like it's for. I don't want to make it sound. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound. That bad, bad, but it feels like it was for moms, you know. Well, not moms, yeah, but you know, dads and but you know what grandmas I mean. and <laughs> dads and grandmas and grandpas and aunts I know what you're saying, and kids Children. and people, you yes. know, and kids who are you know generation after us who didn't you know oh yeah who didn't grow, grow up with happen, the internet. Yeah. You think the that's true, internet yeah. wasn't have growing to do a little up research for it as them? Well, I think they already popped into the internet. Our generation is that um, we kind of grew up. Uh, realizing that there's code and there's like things going on in the background that makes the computers do what they do and makes yeah remember do cookies what they do because <laughs> yeah, cookies but even before that right we were like on windows and installing software and stuff and like you know you kind of had to know you had to have some base level of knowledge of like how to configure a computer and, and fix things that don't work and you know on windows and stuff like that yeah yeah 
And I think that that introduced us to like the concept that, you know, these things aren't just like made out of thin thin air. People had to go and design and develop the software. And then when the internet came in, we slowly were like learning like, oh, wow, okay. You know, the concept was like, remember when like uh, you didn't use dial up anymore, right? Like you're constantly connected to the internet broadband. We were like, yeah, that was a new, that was amazing. Mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. The computer is on and Google is on and it's not turning off. Like it's just on. <laughs> my mom isn't calling Zdenka and you know yeah, yeah. disconnecting from the phone <laughs> but and so I think that we like saw the transition and we saw that uh, like what it means you know the, what the concept of the internet means and how that kind of affects us how we use stuff and then when you know social media came into play I mean come on like I I mean we saw so the YouTube, small you, version you of it too. remember we saw a web, yeah. the, I call it the web 1.0 MySpace right the MySpace era yeah, the Zengas. was like everything was like it was dy- it was dynamic content, but dynamic content in the sense when you click a link or you click something, that 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 dynamic content the the page changes right the content changes. There wasn't yet that concept or that technology of dynamically changing things on the screen. You know, when you Facebook had to refresh along, your page <laughs> if you exactly, want new things. I know. <laughs> Imagine. Somewhere. Oh, like yeah, imagine yeah. Netflix, like what we watched it. I watched it on a browser, Netflix, right? And it's yeah. just like you couldn't imagine that back then, right? It would be a dot move. You had to download to your movie and wait download for about it. seven years. But oh yeah. And so when the Facebook right uh feed came along, the dynamically refreshing feed, like you didn't have to refresh anything, it did it on its own. That was mind blowing, right? Because like it's like a window. I remember our cousin um Stan. The guru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back he, to um, Stan. He he told me a long time ago. Like I remember, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, um, I think it was like talking about React or something like that, which is like a framework." Yeah, uh, yeah that's the like, fair, yeah, fair, you know, like, PHP framework that. Uh, well, it's JavaScript that Facebook JavaScript. developed. Yeah, yeah, and he was saying like, you know how that fa- how like um he's like the whole concept is that you can like have sections of a website refresh dynamically. So like the Facebook feed is a portion. And that portion can refresh and do things without you clicking or making it refresh. And that whole, I think, concept is um, something we saw happen. And we were like, oh, okay. It wasn't automatic for us, which is interesting. So what did the documentary make you feel then when it was talking? Because like, Tim, you can, since it's your film choices, you can uh, explain a little bit about what they go into. I mean, the the thing is that, uh, you know, like not just technology change of internet with us, but also the culture. Like I rem- remember, you know, internet back in the day, it was a lot more wild and a lot more anarchist. Like we, I grew up with not trusting anything on the internet. Like that was the rule, you know, mm. like remember, you remember yeah. Yahoo Answers? It was just people trolling yes. people because they thought they could How should answer. How is that be formed? They should ask questions on the internet, expect oh, actual yeah, yeah. Answers. answers. Now I remember. You know, like before, before so social good. media, everything was kind of anonymous. Everything was more of, you know, you creating like a character, you create persona. your persona, like even like social media back then, like chats and like IRC chats. Well, and, do you remember oh, dude, chat, also, AOL. You know, chose our handles, right? That was yeah. something too. Like it was something you picked that was your internet. Identity. Lord Philok and Jacob was private yeah. J Hudson. It was, this, was private J. it was this free, you know, free place where... Uh, you, you didn't, you know, like people weren't representation of themselves before Facebook. I mean, you kind of, you know, mm-hmm. you created your own residual self-image into Facebook. But, you know, even MySpace was before like the official, my full name. 
yes, world definitely. of Facebook that was still like my, you know, emo alter ego, my first name, but I just put a, f- a few photos and the rest of it's like, just like these things that like, you know, I can exp- express yourself. Yeah. And the basic premises, I think it was using Facebook uh, mostly, um, but other social media sites like Pinterest and Instagram mm-hmm. and just, you know, Gmail, where these companies, you don't pay for these services. They are for free. All right, yeah, and therefore true. you are the product. They use the information they have about you to to create um, specific personas then that that they sell to advertisements so they can pinpoint your specific interests and then they can mm-hmm. send the right advertisement to you right like now, targeting. targeting exactly now the problem is that in that model you know you become you become the commodity and therefore the whole way of looking at it is if you want to grow your business you know you have to know more about the user and you want the user to interact more with whatever you know well, product I think you what's create interesting also is, right that this like was a why it was so revolutionary and changed how a lot of like you said businesses and, and things like that companies um uh grew their business and targeted the right customers is that right before from what i read it was like very difficult to like pinpoint exactly you know what people wanted per se because you'd have to do like focus groups you'd have to i remember someone said like in advertising that it was um you literally had no feedback you just put a a print ad in a magazine you wouldn't have a clue if it did well or not like you just have to hear people talk about it maybe or like maybe someone would write about you right yeah Um, you have no idea if you put up a billboard yep exactly who knows your business can go up, but you have no idea if that came from that billboard. That's why, you know, what there's a lot of, I, I was reading lately, there's this cool site, Hacker News, where a bunch of people get sick of Reddit and they move there and it's about... It's oh, more really? About, cool. Is that the old Reddit? But it's developers. Yeah, but it's like yeah, super it's, stripped down site. There's no CSS, there's nothing, but it's mainly like yeah. developer talk and like design talk. I tried to read a couple of them. <laughs> they have a couple of cool, like I, I sometimes find cool links from them, mm-hmm. but like a lot of them, I don't even understand what they're talking about, to be honest. <laughs> yeah you have to a little bit of like uh time with the there development was this amazing story i read about this guy um from australia i think and he was his mm-hmm. chronicles of him like finding out that the prime minister accidentally posted his boarding pass on instagram yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That, that was a good yeah. one yeah did you read that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. the dangers of chronicle. posting images yeah and he's on this chronicle to find out that he basically found out some very personal like i think his passport number or something oh man yes. just via the code he reversed searched and very simply through like the basic you know web interface like i lost my you know boarding pass here it is and then they just Take you to the site and you just press confirm yes and then they give yeah. you all the information and then he found out that that uh, passport id and like you know when you go on the browser and click inspect element and you can see some of the code like oh yeah totally CSS. yeah he found it like somewhere there in one of the javascript or something that's crazy I yeah i think and then that's his chronicle a- <laughs> was like how do i go and talk to the prime minister to tell him <laughs> that this is not good <laughs> he did and he went through all these steps to talk to get to get to him, he finally got him. I spoiled the whole thing, but it was amazing. That's okay. That's amazing. Like, see, that's the thing. I think that's a good thing to put back into the documentaries that a lot of people aren't really very aware of how much they're sharing. But then again, at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's your intent. You, you're fine with it. You know, I don't know. 
I mean, the the whole and there was that's one part of it is just you know over oversharing and you being the um uh, the, cattle the cattle yeah this <laughs> is to put it bluntly but, but the other thing yeah, is yeah. also just how it affects you you know like yes. the mental health I, I think yeah, that was aspect. the one that affected because I, I I completely understood and I think with you know understanding internet culture understanding how the sausage is made knowing web development knowing UX knowing you know dark patterns. I, throughout my life, I was successfully avoiding anything, you know, like any sort of way of it manipulating me. I hate ads. I don't click mm-hmm. on ads. You know, I, yeah, I know how yeah. to turn off all, all like tracking. And I think through most of my life, that was good. But the other part was that I wasn't aware of. And I think that that one made me think of how, you know, we how were talking with my wife. To it? How, how much, like what, what I use social media for is this... Um, moments of uncomfortableness that i go back to it like the patterns that they designed even though i'm aware of them they created this addiction that let's say um i'm working on something and it's hard and i'll go and procrastinate on my phone for five minutes or 10 minutes and i realize what i'm doing and now at this point it's automatic like if it's a comfortable situation of like i need to do something or i'm waiting For for something that is my like comfort zone and i'm not even looking at anything i'm just scrolling through you know my instagram yeah, my dude, reddit me too. and it's just yeah, automatically do it do that, yeah. and i realized realized like was watching this it was like okay this is i do this as a tick like an automatic tick and it was you know it's designed the, the way those patterns are designed it was in those designed. applications is that it's satisfying to you get that you know you get that fix but essentially, you didn't receive anything. The dopamine. Yeah, you didn't learn anything. You didn't get no, inspired. No, totally no. You don't really find like, out anything. It's, it was just, it's know, just like a little thing that I jump for. That's exactly like, the same thing with me. I'm drawing and I don't, you know, like I'm. that's what I do right now. I, I'm doing commission work and stuff like that. And then I just kind of wait for something to load. For example, if I have a big file and then I just whoop, go to like, what do I have open? You know, like Twitter's open and I start scrolling and yeah. then I scroll for 20 minutes and I'm like, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I had a good an- like answer, but like, I think this is just the classic, you know, I like that's any really addiction. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You, you have to be in the correct, um, mindset to work on it actively you know and unfortunately i have to say for myself i'm not actively working on it i'm horrible at it um before i, w- I was really good at it a couple years ago um uh, when i had that like older iphone iphone mm-hmm. 4 and that was like in 2015 16 so it was already an old phone um, <coughs> sorry i think that actually helped a lot because it was worse you know but also i was just very uh, intentional about like you know being careful like i remember i would read before bed I had this like amazing routine where I would read a book like every night. Um, I would read for at least like half an hour to an hour, you know, and actively read, like really engage with the book. Engage. You know, like, yeah. you know, when you read a book, uh, um, it for me, it takes like 15, 20 minutes to like get into the book world. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the if, book you're, world, if yes. you're, if you're doing it like properly and not distracted and stuff, like you get into the book world, 15, 20 minutes, and now you can read for like an hour. And I would do that for like an hour and then my like reward, quote unquote, be like maybe I could go check Twitter or something mm-hmm. at the end, you know, of that. Or I would like um, collect articles that are like, you know, long form reads and read them. And at the end, before I go to bed, maybe I can check, you know, Twitter for like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And I was really good at that. I stuck to that and it was great. And I wouldn't <laughs> open it before. Yeah. 
But that was that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long, 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 long time ago. Times, like, so so what you guys is Neanderthals? Yeah. <laughs> so what's your guys' like fix? What's the what's the thing that satisfies the itch on the smartphone? What what, what social medias know, do you go to? For me, it's like Insta- Instagram has become the new Facebook. A little yeah, bit this is me, this is sure. what I don't like. That's why I'm a little bit ashamed of, and that's the Instagram. I stopped looking at Facebook. I don't even visit because Facebook. I don't like yeah. Instagram mm-hmm. just because it just feels like I like it. I like it, but I. Don't like it because it feels maybe it's just me again with the oh it's too popular everyone's using it so I don't like using mm-hmm. it probably just you uh, <laughs> but yeah that seems to be the thing like when I'm you know walking because I do a lot of walking because I do not drive so I have to always you know when I'm outside I you know listen to podcasts listen to music when I'm outside but then when I have to stop at a stoplight or something like that I just go oh, okay let's see the phone real quick uh, okay uh, Instagram usually is the first one looking some pictures you know. And uh, just put it back. What yeah. about you, Tim? Oh, like I said, like you know, like it's a, it's a mainly sort of Reddit is the one. It's not much on the phone. I think that's on the computer because you got you know a little bit more reading type type of deal. Um, but it's all the endless scrolling ones, you know. Yeah, Reddit sort of Instagram that you can go into infinity if you go like to the suggested posts as well. That that can scroll to hell. Pinterest and scroll to hell. I pin like you know, like drawings and ideas for things. By the way, that's interesting, guys. I wanted to ask you if you use the suggested thing. I can honestly say, and I'll be honest here, Mm -hmm. I really never go to the suggested page ever. For what? Reddit? I've been there for Instagram. There's a suggested page on Instagram? Yeah, it's no, like, like, it gives you a bunch of recommendations. Oh, you know, that's that's the thing. I, I wanted to say, this is an interesting subject for me because I never go to Suggested because I never think that they suggest anything good because I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. It's you're going um, to send me stupid selfies of self-conceited like people. I'm not class. looking at that garbage. You know? It's the, it's the, this little, uh, it's like search, but it essentially gives yeah. you lots of stuff. I have, I, I just have this, uh, I have this like subconscious development that I have that's just like I never look at anything that's recommended because I think that everything that's recommended is not going to be what I want to see so I never even look at it <laughs> and I just feel kind of dirty when I go and it has nothing to do with oh the system controlling you it just has to do with I don't think they have good taste mm-hmm. over there so I never look at it and I just uh I just like what I like when I yeah maybe maybe a Maybe there's an, like an artist or a photographer that I like, and I look at what he likes, and then I see if there's anything cool that I can branch out from there. But I don't do it from the system itself. The system. So one of the things I think. Oh, I, sorry. Do you want to say something, Jake? Yeah, I want to say that I have this very strange like pattern of behavior. You know how some people have. Um, I don't know how you guys are, but some people like curate and adjust their the people who they follow on, let's say Instagram or Twitter. Oh yeah, and you know they change those things all the time. I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, what do you want to say? yeah, I'm pretty uh, sort of strict about that. I go and like unfollow and un- unsubscribe on a daily basis. Just like, I'm Whoa, done with really? you. Like, wow. If I don't like like a video or two from someone's YouTube, I'm like, I'm done with you. <laughs> Good. To hell with you. To the devil with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I want to tell you. And when you told me that, that was actually really interesting. That was a while back. You mentioned that. Uh, I have this really weird thing, but this might be even just like in general, like in life, I sometimes do this where it's like. I set something up for myself 
And then I trust mm-hmm. my old self that he made the right. Same, decision. same, same with me. I have, <laughs> I have a whole library of, of like I use an account that isn't even me. It's just like this, you know, this the, the old like, internet way. It's a secret. Yeah, secret it's film. just I like I have a YouTube account that I use to watch videos. It's called Uploadinator, <laughs> and oh, I yeah. have like this huge library of people that I follow because that's like an account that has nothing to do with me. So I just save as many. You as don't, I you're can not ashamed to follow people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what I realized is that like I at some like I'm I'm very careful with like uh who I follow and I have to have like strong reasons, you know, mm-hmm. to follow them like Exactly, I, same with me because I don't like cuz what that's just like the Instagram thing for me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is like very similar. Um for me it's always I don't want the system to be knowing how I'm using their. You know, I don't want to use it the way they want me to use it. I kind of feel like that, you know. <laughs> That's interesting. You're saying, Jake? Um, yeah. So then, I, I just, I, I, I it has to be like a strong, like good reasoning as to why I would want to follow them, and like you know, then I have to go mm-hmm. through the couple of questions, like vetting questions, like you know, do I really want to see you know this person every single time in my feed? It's it's really bizarre because then you like have to like question the quality of your relationships, but it's not even so much that. It's just like. <laughs> You question like whether or not, um, this, this is my whole point is that like you might go through a vetting process and it doesn't mean it's a mean process. It's just like a practical process. Like, you know, do I want to share this? Do I want to like get posts from this person on a regular yeah. basis? Like, is that good? Is that interesting for me? But what's bizarre about the whole situation is that when I learned about Facebook, for instance, like after I stopped using it like regularly is that, um, you know, it would start like, the algorithm, right, would would give me, like, like, back in the past, I would go on these, like, you know, unfollow um, or mute, I guess they, I guess they weren't called mute back then, but you know what I'm talking about, yeah, like, yeah, where you're just, still just, friends, but you unfollow them. I don't yes. want to see I would any regularly unfollow people because I just, I just didn't find the interesting, whatever they were sharing, you know? And most yeah, and most like, of the stuff to... that they do share are, like, just links of other things now, you know? Yeah, so, like, a couple of years ago, I realized that, like, it was been years and years and years of <laughs> most of my... <laughs> so you have nothing in your feed. You have nothing. And what's bizarre about the situation was that then Facebook didn't know what to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 I, I did have a feed, but, like, you know, for, let's say, for instance, like, let's say 500 friends, maybe 100 of them mm-hmm. were, or 200 weren't, you know, unfollowed. Those are extreme numbers. I don't know the data. Okay. what i did but it felt like that yeah and uh and then facebook doesn't know what to do so then it's like the most bizarre situation was like i'm getting regular updates of like you know day-to-day life <laughs> stuff from someone who i know of but i had a very very you know like maybe i met them a couple of times or maybe i went <laughs> them, right very yeah. bizarre situation and then, then you ask yourself and that was like the moment of realization for me is like you ask yourself like, how did it get to this? Like, um, how did it get to the point where I'm like so intertwined with this person's life, metaphorically speaking, <laughs> looking at their posts every single day? We never talk. I've seen them maybe a couple of times in my life. It's a very, very bizarre situation. And that's where I kind of like learned like, or, or at least trying to figure out that you probably should like curate and kind of like change things up as to who you're following. But I still have a problem with that. Like with Instagram, 
like I followed a lot of people based on, like I said, that vetting, like it makes sense. I'll follow them. That seems good, blah, blah, blah. And I just haven't changed that list, you know, in a long time. Um, same with Twitter. Like I just haven't changed those lists. And the weird thing is, listen to this. I've changed as a person, yeah. but oh, my past yeah. self picked those people before. They're still like, you know, talking to me, so to speak, on Twitter and stuff like that. So it's a really interesting experience too, because you see how much you've changed your opinions on things. Oh, yeah. You're seeing those people and then... Those people you read from three years ago, you were like, you know, absolutely in line with them. And, you know, that was great, inspirational. Now, three years later, it's a totally different lens. You're reading stuff from them. And you're like, sometimes you think like, oh, you're still doing that? Interesting. You know, like it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. And it also gets really hard after like, I would say in my experience, after any, any social media that grows above 100 people, it's hard to go back and, and maintain it after, you know, it gets away from you. You know, you're you're in the hundreds yeah. and 200s and 300s of people. And it's like, that's a big chore. That's a sit down in the afternoon and try to try to clean right. that one up. So so what about that documentary? So, <laughs> it's okay. so the documentary, so one aspect of the documentary was besides, you know, mental health, it was how is it affecting society? And that... There were two Ooh, things, you know, they're kind of dividing people into... Yeah, compartmentalizing people compart into their own bubble, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I should just let you talk. Sorry, I'm not that... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got excited. And so what I wanted to ask is like, um, one of the subjects that was there, it was, you know, about the rabbit holes of YouTube or, or, or Facebook. And um, this is something that I was usually, I, I kind of pride myself on, on being good at kind of figuring out when the algorithm is trying to push me somewhere. And, I'm, and I've even like in the past, as far as YouTube, I've seen myself being affected by, um, by sort of that kind of influencer where, where they are also the person, the creator is affected by the algorithm pushing a certain audience for them. And then they're sort of shifting into yeah. a kind of one dimensional thinking. And I've always been kind of wary of that and unsubscribed immediately. Like, just like, I am not. Oh, same. Yes. I'm not interested in. I don't unsubscribe. In, like if I look at my subscription right now, it's give me an example. It's like not concrete. We can just tell like, well, like, the story. Uh, go, 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 Tim. Oh, no, no, Jake, ask your question. I ask both of you. Like, give oh. me some like like more examples of like the patterns and like. Let's say there's others. a guy who starts talking about like he's talking about. Um, I'll put video games for example. Like he's talking about various different kinds of video games, but he hits one video game that gets really popular, and people are wanting to talk about that. And he starts talking about that same video game every week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just becomes the. And it just becomes the that specific video game, like Five Nights at Freddy's, you know what I mean? That was a big popular thing like five years ago. And um, there's a bunch of people who just started switching to that because that's what the algorithm favored and that's what they, they that's what it shared more, you know? So it's yeah. like it's like me with that frozen video. And if I would uh, succumb to the the temptations of the uh, algorithm, the, the the siren song, as you, if you will, and I would just continue doing like every week doing another no sound effect whatever video, and you know, yeah, from Disney, mm -hmm. and then just keep you know getting more and more people, and then I think right. that's what Tim's talking about. And he's talking about probably in a more yeah. I, I was talking more. <laughs> I was talking more about I ideologies, philosophies, yes. and politics, yes. where. You can clearly see someone's just trying to put, push their agenda, and that's something. You know, I've always been interested. Uh, grow, growing up in <laughs> in a country falling apart into civil war, uh, as we talked about Yugoslavia, you kind of grew up in this uh -huh. mindset of like, uh, you know, media is lying, politicians are lying. You need to make up your own mind, and critical thinking is oh, very important as far as you know navigating the world. And no matter what, you know it being traditional media or being it 
you know, a blogger, they still yeah. have their own biases and they still have their own agenda. And you need to kind of figure that out. So you have to always critically think about what someone's saying. So I think even just, or, you know, either being there trying to sell you on their ideology or they're trying to sell you a product, whatever it is. And I've always been <laughs> yes. very like, mm, I, I, you know, I, I shiver at that sort of thinking. So, so I always <laughs> curate. So whatever content I consume is usually entertainment. That's like very open or, in, or it's informational, but it's, you know, it's kind of an open-minded person that talks about these things mm. very, you know, critically and understands both sides. And, and that's, that's what I looked for. But with this, you know, what what this was saying is that due to algorithms, people will go into their political, you know, little holes or whatever it is, conspiracy hole, whatever is there, and they just can't get out. And that's the only information they get. And that's, oh, yeah. that's pretty crazy. And I've seen that, like, people I've known, you know, and especially older people who don't understand how the sausage yes. is made. And they, you know, somebody post something on facebook and and they watch it and they take that as that is the, the, the ultimate truth and that's how it is you mean like misinformation yeah just misinformation or somebody just yeah. looking from you know politically or whatever it is and just oh, I, uh, disinformation or just like you know <laughs> just just like something completely made up and as portrayed as fact well, i think what's interesting is that uh to your point is that for me, what I find like the maybe the worst next to, of course, the stuff like that they're mentioning that we know about now, like how you're the product and how, you know, the whole model has changed and all that stuff. Um, maybe the worst thing I've noticed, like on a personal level, mm -hmm. is where things have like misinformation has gotten so bad in the sense of uh, everything being contextless that um <laughs> things being taken out of context and people rolling with that and believing it's truth is absolutely the worst thing that can happen to like a society because you have people who are angry right online quoting something that is not in the correct context mm -hmm. didn't bother to even do any reading any research but now that's like wrapped up in their identity like they have to fight for this because they you know, read those four words, which happen to align with their worldview or whatever. And these these um, social media sites, and it's not really their intent to do that, which is what they said in the documentary, because we kind of know that. We know that the idea for them is just so people can get more, you know, uh, so that people pay more attention and stay longer on that site yeah. and get more ads and stuff like that. So that's the business one, model. Yeah, that's their point of view and then but what as a side effect what happens is that people just start looking at this and then they just keep um uh because the algorithm says like oh this video was great how about you check out oh right yeah yeah it, it's not it's trying something to similar that's divide the, same thing. Then the society into two camps it's all it's doing it's what it's designed to is to give you the thing that you will watch and it's a it's algorithm it was designed to see what you like and then give you more what you like but we all know yeah you know, eating ice cream every day is not good for you. <laughs> yeah. And no, but what, I, what my point was with that whole anecdote was just that like, at the end of the day, um, you know, people are just like... So give me an example of what you mean. Like, I mean, like, I think I understand you. Like yeah. we talked about last time, I hate Twitter because it's so context yeah, and yeah. it's so taken but i'm saying out this of doesn't necessarily <laughs> yes Twitter. it is I, I i think it can be anything it can be like oh media, man facebook news, comments whatever those. it is i'm yeah. just saying that what's the worst part that i noticed personally is that people 
they don't bother to like read anything. They don't bother to like take, in, take into account like a multitude of factors. Like think about like your beliefs, think about what you think about that. Think about like who's telling you this. Like for instance, if you're reading something in the news or something, ask yourself, well, what exactly with social media, like Tim, when you were saying you're watching people, they want to sell you something. Yeah. You know, people don't think like, hmm, I'm reading this news article. Well, are they, are, what, what are they, who, who employs them? Like, well, who owns, who are the shareholders of the company? You know, what are their interests? You know, I know that people you know? just don't have time for that. <laughs> I think have... that's, that's the worst part of everything. Like when it comes to like the internet in general is that people believe so much. And I've, I've been so like disheartened to see people just like believe so much stuff that, and especially mainstream stuff. They just believe it, that it's fact. And it becomes so crazy because like, you can't even like, okay, you know, normal people you can have conversations with, but let's say some people who are online or even offline, uh, you just, you, the dialogue is gone because it's like, oh, you don't, you know, think the same thing I think. And it's like, well, have you maybe checked that that's not the correct context? <laughs> no, 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 no. I read it from 10 sources. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Now <laughs> I read it from 10 headlines <laughs> on Facebook. Like we're saying that now we're in a meta, conver- meta conversation because we're not even talking about the content anymore. We're talking about that yeah. you have more information, yeah, yeah. more power. It's not going to appeal to authority. Therefore, I'm stupid. I'm an idiot because I don't appeal to authority. And you see how like lost everything gets? That's the thing I would say like it's one of the downsides of like um, like social media in general is that like, I just feel like there's like this strange, but this could be also cultural. It's just like this loss of like patience and just like, let's just all calm down like yeah. collectively and let's just talk about some things, you know, and like, you know, you, you, cause that's, that's the beauty, beautiful part of like when you live through life, you know, you gain a lot of, um, hopefully knowledge based on experience, right? You experience a lot of things and then you can sort of look back and, and look uh, at the problem at hand and say, Hmm, how can I judge this based on what I experienced? Right. That's the good thing about like getting older, and what's what's weird to me is seeing people who are older who are not we're not doing that. They're just like they're just like repeating a loop, you know, like over and over and over and over again. And then you ask yourself like, why are you doing this? You know, like don't you know like saying those three sentences to somebody or calling someone certain names, it's not going to do anything, you know? Yeah. So that's my um, that's yeah. My observation. No, it's it's. I think it's like a cultural thing. I've I had many conversations about some kind of subject and when, you know, we talk about something that's, you know, a little bit maybe not so trivial or whatever, something politics or something like that. You you ask, okay, and they give up opinion about something and say, you know, I, I don't like this because of this and that. And like, wh- where do you know that from? And, and you know, well, this person told me. And it's like the same thing yeah. to me. It's like, okay, do, do you, you're really going to, you know, are they expert on that subject? Are you really going to believe their word just because you are on the same, I don't know, political spectrum or you're they're the same religion or something like that? You, you got a little bit sometimes, you know, and that when that is translated into social media, especially the whole rabbit holing mm-hmm. thing of, because one thing that, I, that, that kind of was my takeaway from watching this documentary is was like a lot of times somebody would say something that's so outrageously wrong or you would think someone of that age living in a world full of information wouldn't say something so dumb and so incorrect. And then, and I would get so frustrated and I can't have a conversation, but then I would go like, Oh, you know what? This, what this showed me is like a lot of times I need to think that just because I am aware of something doesn't mean the other person is like, they have completely could have gone through their entire life and through their social media and a specific corner where that information that I would assume is common knowledge would never get to them. 
You know what I mean? And that's sort mm-hmm. of important just to just to, for me to think, okay, don't be angry. That's not their fault. You know, it doesn't mean they're ignorant or dumb. It's just they probably are in a circle that just gets that information there. They never got the other ones there. And that, that was kind of one thing that well, I learned. I think that's true, but you have to also take them both ways, which is that we're all susceptible to that. That means that if you think you have the information, well, that's because you're hearing it from certain things you're reading or circles you're hearing it from. You know, so to me, at the end of the day, is that there has to be an openness on both sides. That means we both have to go, hmm, we both could be wrong about this, you know, and that's something that I don't see a lot of. I don't see a lot of like, hmm, you know, like, uh, like a lot of skepticism to what you digest and read when it comes to like very non-trivial stuff, you know. I think in general, it's like very disappointing. That's true. But also the world is not flat. And (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm talking about things like that when you go like... What it's like it's it's you know it's I know the degrees there's 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 a certain find a cutoff point, th- yeah there's but. a certain cutoff point that is just like wait come on come on <laughs> what, how did this happen what where why are we reversing it, no I know it, of course it, yeah. common knowledge that that's what I'm talking about but I'm saying even more of like like that it's just strange to me to see how like not the flat Earth stuff just like can seep into people or at least you know. To the point where it's like you are inhibiting yourself from critical thinking. That to me is like the biggest like like dis- disappointment of everything. It's like you are going to feed yourself like like the whole um what's it called um uh not what's it called bubble buble um, buble I, I I know I what you mean is a, is yeah it, like, it, you know what I'm talking about like where, where you just like the feedback loop is that what you yes, want to read what you want to yeah. see exactly and the people um, share the you, same that's the big one yeah but then you cut so. off yourself from from critical thinking and when you engage with someone like that or anything like that you can you know try to talk but they've cut themselves off from being able to question their own views and I think that's bad and I yeah don't yeah think that's they, very healthy they don't have the functions to be able to even start to understand a different point of view. Yeah, if you're just maybe it is something that I always like to then in the end get philosophical, but I think that's something that's really well. You have taken philosophy. philosophy. (laughs) I've taken Uh, philosophy. philosophy. You know, like uh, abstracting it, taking it steps back and back and back until you can find like the root of the issue. Yeah, but that's something that just doesn't happen. Like that's you know. The, the it never happens. You know, but, We're but too like, distracted. We gotta we gotta check out our Instagram. Humanity always, you know, like critical thinking and just general inf- information wasn't the humanity's strongest point. And you know, pitchforks and villagers going after witches is survival. Is is, going is, after is classic, you know, misinformation then going like she's a witch, we must kill her. That's and that's actually you would, a good point. You would think she that, floats you know, internet being the, you know, you have access to Wikipedia, you have access to all these things, you can fact check. <laughs> the greatest check. source of knowledge. You know, it, it is, it is. It's like, you know, it's a curated, it's, it's, there's no ads there. It's not, I mean, it, it's a curated. Um, it's debatable. But compared to a Facebook video that, you know, a grandma okay, watches. Well, <laughs> compared true, to Wikipedia. Wikipedia's closer than, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like it doesn't, it, it, it's much more close. It's not, probably not perfect. There's obviously some biases, but at least there's, it is an opportunity for, if there's opposing op- uh, opinions, they can fight on it in Wikipedia, you know, and maybe one hour you'll or have a different answer, but the idea is that you can still have that. So you, you have all this information. You would think the critical thinking would improve, but unfortunately yeah, due to... That's very interesting, yeah. But that's that's I think that also ties with with the second movie we watched. It's oh here we go. It's, nice. 
you know, vroom, like, what vroom. is the what is the cause of what, what you know? Why is these social, um, uh, um, uh, social holding breaking down? Is so so is the right. environment? And I think the common. But we didn't. What we didn't talk about the really the cheesy cutscenes in the the cheesy cutscenes was cheesy. I think that was what you said for mamas. People don't understand how the sausage is made, so they have to watch this right. weird CGI. That was cheesy, though I have to admit, I didn't wasn't expecting that. This child who went within two days to a to a violent protester. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and then to a, a friend with a computer. To a friend to a computer. They become friends. Yeah, at the end, remember, he's like, at the end, he steps down from being abused by the computer. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then the triplets are like turned into a benevolent computer. And then he's like, we are friends. It's just like the Matrix Revolutions. Together in a future of goodness. (laughs) Man and machine (laughs) together. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, go on. Can I just make one last point? Yes. Yeah, yeah. On the technology. And this is something I don't think I've ever mentioned on a podcast, but I wanted to say that for me, at the end of the day, what's still super fascinating about technology, and this is in a general sort of like mm-hmm. the philosophy of technology, is that I still do believe to this day, my opinion hasn't changed. My opinion has changed on many things, but there's a few things that hasn't changed on. And this is actually one that hasn't changed on, is that we are getting to a point more and more, and obviously at this point we're like way, way far into this, where we as um, laymen, right, who don't understand the technology or the programming or anything behind what's happening behind the scenes, mm-hmm. we can never know truly um, what's going on behind the scenes of these systems that we use. And I think I read an article a long time ago where someone said that um, the technology that um, helps navigate airplanes, mm-hmm. I think, or at least uh, helps the, what are those guys called that like run those, um, those t- in the towers the like, tower command uh yeah, roger major major uh please uh yeah, yeah, park yeah. on the uh left i I love watching videos of way, flight simulator oh yeah <laughs> when they're like <laughs> and, and flight they're, simulator and they're like and they're cosplaying as the tower control <laughs> oh, and then man. all of a sudden there's like a you know a, 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 a jet f- a airplane just like slamming into the uh commercial <laughs> and it's like uh identify yourself uh niner 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 and the other guy's like oh no it was like oh niner just like somebody i want to see these just that you know the ancient ancient word hasn't been used on the internet for years ancient oh yes, troll. yes. That just a troll is coming good, in. A troll. Yeah. It brings me back to the early 2000s. jobs. Being a, a, a air traffic control. Dude, if you mess I up. They're very high paying jobs. Because they're very stressful. Yeah. And they, they earn a lot of money. Anyway. You get the coolest cucumbers to, work to do it. The, the article is talking about how uh, they talked to a couple of experts on, uh, or yeah, professionals who, listen to this. There's only a few people in the world who understand how the technology was developed mm-hmm. to at least keep airplanes, instruments in flight. I can't remember what it was, but it was something integral to make aviation possible and navigation possible for airplanes. And there's only a few people who know that, like how that works specifically without just like, you know, using it. They understand the mechanism behind it. And they say, well, then those people die. No one in the world will know how exactly the technology works. Mm-hmm. We just know oh, how to no. use it. This is Which just like the Matrix. We were talking about this on our Matrix podcast for really? the Matrix we Reloaded did I, did Revolutions. I repeat myself? No, you didn't. Possible. But no, 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 you didn't oh, repeat okay. yourself. It's just exactly the same where they're talking about how <laughs> they made the Matrix and it's like been six generations of the Matrix programming and all the machines forgot how to do it. 
That's it. That's exactly the problem I'm getting at. Is that basically I think that we're you know witnessing that even in our lives, right? That's kind of scary. Using technology, and you know, I can even say, for instance, like being right a UX guy and you know working with developers and stuff. For instance, when it comes to just you know quote unquote basic programming like you know websites and mm -hmm. apps, not like you know radical systems that are AI and things like that. I mean, you know, we use like frameworks as like shorthand to run certain code, right? So you never touch the base code, you know, the ones and zeros, you don't touch that. It's been so abstracted from years and years and years of developing computer languages. And it's easier, right? But more and more, no one knows how the ones and zeros work, right? Someone at some point made that and made a language or whatever. And, you know, and so it's amazing to me because as these systems get more complex, and especially when you start talking about AI and machine learning, algorithms, all these things, I'm not trying to like talk doom and gloom at all. I'm just saying that to me, it's fascinating because there was never, never anything like in, in sort of, in my opinion, at least I could be wrong in like human history where you literally can't know what's happening when you, it's, it's such, it's all based on trust. It's all based on trust. That means when you go online and you sign up for a website, you have to trust that someone made the system correctly. You have to trust that someone made it with security in mind. You have to trust that someone's not stealing your password, that someone's not using your persona, all these things, right? So it's like, at the end of the day, it's based on human trust, but you can't know what's yeah. happening. Because in the Ooh. past, you know, things were cut and dry. Things were like yeah. paper and pen, right? Like you could know like, hmm, you know, my money is sitting in the bank, you know. It's there, yes. Well, you still would have <laughs> to believe it because <laughs> you can't go check you, you, it. You That's true, true. But still, I, I know, but I'm saying that the, the layers of complexity were minimal. So I'm saying like, let's say If between, it's there, it's there. Right. I mean, it so could be instance, gone, yeah. but there's only one version of it. It's not like it can exactly. Get... Or for instance, like I don't know. Let's give you another I'm, stupid well, example. It's like if you have a document, copy. right? There might be only one document to that. Let's say your passport. I don't know. Your passport. Maybe like you have a copy. Maybe a couple of agencies have a copy. That's pretty much it. Today, you know, they can copy your passport, and it, it could be on all the major systems of police or anything in the whole world. You don't know. You have no clue what's what's you know what's being used or what's not being used. Yeah, I mean, so like that to me is like a super fascinating topic. If I look back at a code I wrote a year ago, I have no idea what the hell that thing is doing. So I completely understand hey. of now <laughs> when it gets really complex. Like I couldn't even figure out half of what the hell is going on there. Why I wrote that? And why why is that doing that? Yeah. And what the, and what a, was in a, my that's mind? That's a basic example. Now now imagine yeah. you know, systems that are dependent on each other, and <laughs> there's all kinds of in, insanity going in the background that no one really knows how it's working. You're just trying your best. And that's what's really weird to me because at the end of the day, it's kind of random because like someone at some point made those, you know, bits and pieces of code or language and stuff like that. We kind of string them together and we kind of have to hope they kind of work, you know. That's the funny thing because I remember I also read one time that uh, I think it was like an article that talked about how computers actually don't make perfect calculations. And computers what? can make, yeah, computers can make errors because of how the transistors are built, the logic boards. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, time and, so, and things. Like true randomness isn't achieved because of like temperatures and things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. So like if you crunch certain numbers, some computers can't solve everything and they can't like calculate everything perfectly. That's very, very interesting when you think about it because I think we all kind of grew up believing that computers do perfect things, you know, perfectly, right? Yeah. Um. But that's so, also, you know, yeah. I just, you know. but, but I think it's, it's, it's interesting, but I think it's also good to un understand that because I think 
it ties in with both of the documentaries because of the hopeful message at the end that it's not some kind of evil AI who wants to destroy humanity. It's not some kind of, you know, mustache twirling, you know, it's just, you know, people created things. Yeah, for no, certain yeah the ideas. intent is not yeah, malicious. Right. And these algorithms, they're not evil, you know, destroying, world destroying, you know, of course, matrix no, AIs. Not, it's just doing what they were told to do. And I think that gives a hopeful message because it, gives you the opportunity to change things. You just need to be aware of it. You need to change the culture and you need to pressure, you know, these companies who are, you know, I think just, just motivated by growth but to that, kind of I to ask you guys, yeah. put these in check because otherwise, you know, it can be easily, uh, you know, abused, but not in sort of like a, you know, behind the scenes. Do you guys think person. that like as a, from a, as a, from a personal standpoint, not like a mm-hmm. global standpoint is like, what do you guys think is the correct course of action in how we conduct our digital lives? Do we go the Snowden route where you, let's say, you know, you make sure you use all these encrypted apps and you, you know, don't put any data online. You don't use social media. You know, you try to go back to the roots or do we, like you said, Tim, like, um, you know, look to a brighter future where we like try and hope that all these like, you know, companies implement certain things and blah, blah, blah. And then we sort of like roll along with it, just being more mindful of it. What is the correct answer? What I see personally problem with a Snowden is that maybe, you know, 10% of population can successfully do that. The rest <laughs> yeah, are just users. Less, like 1% maybe. Yeah, 1% maybe. And the rest are just too oblivious. They don't know the sausage. Yeah, I can't do it. And they, and they just don't they have the time to do that. So I think just like human rights, just like, you know, controlling monopolies, whatever it is, you know, you have these organizations that but that's the thing, can though, put, like, put these things to check, you know? And we just need to... Because, like, the governments yeah. and everything is right now run by old people who didn't grow up with the internet. They don't understand any of it. So they can't comprehend what that actually means, even though they have these but hearings. That's with what like, I'm wondering, though. Like, how... My big question with, like, for instance, legislation and how things change and stuff like that, that's the big question I have is that the, the nature of the problem is so much more complex than, you know, previous things. Um, a lot of things in the past might've been like ideological or, you know, um, um, uh, logistical, right? Like how do you do certain things like in the kind of physical world, but this is all like abstract and digital. And like I said, there's code going on in the background. Like the my big question is basically this, uh-huh. like, how do you, how can you ensure there is no snippet of code running around, you know, <laughs> you you can't you have to have someone like have do an audit and like the government's going to do an audit and then their yeah. auditors aren't very good and then facebook's like haha their audit you know, is very we, slow well yeah, think slow. about and this it's like by the time a year after later facebook has already made some other codes that they like bypass the, the laws come in they go well okay we, now we can but th- think about this jacob right? yeah but how does the police what about- work right you don't they don't put in law you can't steal and then everyone stops stealing you still have to, you know, investigate. You still have to do procedures. It's the same thing. I don't see any difference, but, you know, well, behind I it. Know, I agree. I'm just, I'm just saying that, that it's more complex because the the subject matter that you have to deal with isn't as... It's it's a lot more dynamic. Like, things change, right? Yeah, that's definitely true. Change. Fast. It's fast. I mean, it's so fast. Like, you know, a company can't keep track of what they're making, let alone if it's, like, correctly done you know, like based on laws, <laughs> like there's just, no, there's just no way. I know. So that, I know. that's my big question that I'm, you know, I'm like kind of contemplating myself is like, you know, once you're kind of 
in this world and understand how things work, you know, then you ask yourself like, you know, will the law, like, will, can the law even catch up to that degree or like to that granular level? Well, that's the thing. Like if the law the can't, the day, it comes back to trust. You know? <laughs> if the law can't back it up, then we just, you just have to have people who don't know how the that's sausage is made to at least know a little bit about how the sausage is made on a basic level. So you can just, yeah. I mean, these, think for yourself and be able to say these documents, no. documentaries work, but I think even though I think it's it was really careful how it portrayed the message, I think a lot of people will still watch it and go, "Oh my God, I'm deleting social media." They and then they are they 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 are evil and they want to control me and this is terrible. And then a week later they'll be bored and they'll just install it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It. And then they're gonna yeah. go back to it. Yeah. So I don't know if it, it's that you know that's what brings back to what I'm saying. I thought. You know, but people will have more critical thinking due to internet because you have so much information. But mm-hmm. technically, that's not true. So essentially, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of smart people, and I think things need to change, especially you know how laws function in the digital age. Mm-hmm. Things will have to change. I don't know what it is. Definitely not. The, I have no idea what the solution is. But things <laughs> will change. Just otherwise, go now to the United Nations. Yeah, yeah. So stop it. All of this. This is <laughs> nonsense. Fold. You're old. Stop it. We cracked the code. Yeah. Crack the code. Nobody listens to our podcast. podcast. Fix it. Shut it all down. <laughs> we have to shut everything down. Shut, shut it, it down. No internet. Turn off. Turn off the, the way, databases. Guys, I was thinking of something the other day. Listen to this. Mm. Perfectly ties in. Mm. Just this last week, there was um, a guy I used to listen to a lot on uh, this tech news channel called The Verge. Mm-hmm. Back when they were cool. <laughs> Back when they were cool. Uh, they do were any political. of you go to any news sites? It's it's impossible to navigate anything. It's so bad. It's so bad. They ruined it. Like any news site just ruined. Like I can't even handle it. It's just sometimes the, you know, like on Safari, you have the reading mode where you can just turn everything off and you have the text. Sure. I forgot about that. That used to be cool. I forgot about that. That, 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 that was helpful cool. sometimes, but sometimes you can't even get to that because there's like a thousand pop-ups favorite news site is like you know the dodgy news, <laughs> the dodgy news <laughs> sites, oh yeah with like the, you know like who are like super crappy you know like it's not even like reporting it's nothing it's, not, it's nothing, nothing it's sensational nothing like to do with the news sensational yeah. or even by the way not even for news but like freaking recipes online oh those <laughs> are oh, yeah those, those are you, you, you <laughs> click a link and my favorite was i even screenshotted it it's like the the viewport is like 200 pixels by 200 <laughs> yeah, pixels yeah. and the rest is just ads and pop-ups and uh, cookies and it's like the, and it's always the most clickbaity you clickbaity like ads it's like you won't believe what hillary does oh sorry it's like but my favorite is the like, content is, is a paragraph you know like yes and anyway listen to this so back when the verge was cool i like this guy called paul miller mm-hmm. he wrote for the verge and he did this experiment where he was off the internet for a year and this oh, was that! 20- I remember this. Oh, yeah, we talked this about this 20- on the podcast, didn't we? We did, we did. But I wanted to just mention, the reason I'm mentioning is that that was 2013, right? And he had a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. He had, he had no a lot idea. of trouble uh, of, of getting normal, basic things done. Like, he couldn't, uh, you know... I can't remember, it was like a bunch of stuff, like even like phone bills and stuff. He couldn't even pay, you know, without like having an internet connection. That was New York, 2013. Mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, my goodness... Can you imagine 2020 trying not to live with the internet? I, I was thinking about it. And I couldn't name a single thing you could do without having the internet. I mean, it's like very, very difficult. You'd always be the exception. You have to yeah. call and they'd have to make an exception for you. Like, well, <laughs> you know, this guy doesn't have internet. Um, yeah. 
you know, can you just go and fill up? Well, I want to ask you what was still, but and we got to talk about the other movie as well. But the, I want yeah, I'm going. Right. I'm ready for the other okay, one. Okay, so last thing okay, I want to ask I, you, I was what Jake was saying. I know what's the one thing that I fear to death of losing with internet. Um, uh, so I oh, want to ask okay. you, what is the one thing that you think you would like? That's just like I don't know how to function with. Them. To me, it's Google Maps. I have no idea. <laughs> I thought you were going to say connection with my friends yeah, on my podcast. I can just go see them and call them. But <laughs> the problem is, is like, I was the other day, I was like, I'm really bad at Like, I have to go somewhere like three or four times before I switch off to Google. Like, I only have to like three years get comfortable with the city that I can drive around without like maps. But it's like thinking of like, oh, I'm going to go visit someone that's like 300 miles away. To that's figure true. that out without a map. And then I have to like, imagine how will I arrive if I am late? What happens? How long does it, I can't even figure out how long the journey will be? I have to do math, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just that just stresses well, my me out. My favorite about this was like I was thinking about this, and like if you think about how highways and roads are structured, there literally had to be people who sat down uh, by design had to think what are the most common places people want to go to, you know, and they had to think about that and be like the sign has to say these three cities because they're the closest. Yeah. But why do we put this city? Well, it's a major city that makes sense at this place. But then later. You know, a hundred kilometers later, we don't show that city. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's, oh yes, you know, yes. That's so true, but it's like you know, can't function. What about you guys? What do you think was the one thing that scares you? Hmm. This technology to live without. Honestly, like it's it's very difficult to um, like perceive not having like some awareness. Of what all your connections in your life are doing, oh, like disconnect. Been, you're thinking, yeah, like even though we've been like conditioned to that for that to be like the new normal, where it's like, like I said, people you, you know, have known from years ago or even recently. You know, you shouldn't necessarily have to have so much insight into their lives and what they're doing, but it is like it's very sometimes difficult for me to like realize what would it be like if I didn't have any connection at all. Like I've I've gone before, you know, without like. I feel better generally when I'm not like connected to just this general, all my connections in general. It's much better when you have stronger personal connections with people, right? When you talk to them or chat with them and you're intentional, it makes me feel better. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, I wonder like if I'll be honest, I don't know if I, if it would be like easy to just like have no connections, like you're alone, so to speak, like, you know, you don't have any awareness of what other people are doing, but you're just like doing your own thing. Steal. Like, no feedback. Maybe that's what it is. No feedback. Okay. okay. For, for, for me, it's just the way that I communicate with most of my friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just, it's nice. It's, it's nice. instant. And it's great. What would Phil do if he loses internet for a month? Oh, man. I'd be drawing and probably focusing on stuff that I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so so much will be get done. I know, I know. It's like and it's also like Yeah, yeah. I imagine like one month everything happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was I was talking about, you know, me, my comfort zone going to the cell phone. I'm like, I was like, why don't I just play guitar when I'm procrastinating? That's much so much better. Here's a question, for me. Though, Tim, could you, let's say, um, you know, be totally fine with like not having any like connections or anything um with people whom you know <clears throat> on a general level, like um um, well, my wife is challenging me to like a month or something off technology, social nice. media. So I'm thinking of the only thing I need to work around is this podcast. 
because um, that's that's business. This is real business oh, people. So. It'll, it'll be really funny to be like, oh, so the news. But this wouldn't count. Movies. I think this wouldn't count. What we're yeah, talking. I'm just. I, I, I want to like figure out like what. So, so I might be, you know, just just an experiment as well. Not a year. That's too much. Go off the grid. Go off the grid for a month or something. Off like the that. grid. So no internet at all, or just like no internet for like stupid reasons, like no internet at all. Oh, like zero. But you not even talking on Messenger. Like nope, nothing. When we need your nothing. F- what, 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 how? What, what, what am I gonna do? Send you like a snail mail postage? Like we'll we'll, we'll agree. Like we'll agree. We'll do the podcast at at that time, like a month <laughs> before, and then I'm gonna be there. And if you're not there, then uh, that's it. <laughs> so what about information? Okay. Like, let's say if you want to order something, does that count or no? And uh, yeah, no, that doesn't. I can't do that either. So you'll be like the Verge guy. Yeah, I'll I'll be caveman. That sounds See, great. When, when, at one point, I'll go crazy. <laughs> By the way, so he, he had this rule, which I don't think was the best. His rule was like, so no internet at all, obviously, mm-hmm. but he had also the rule of no texting. But back in the day, right, texting was before like iMessage and stuff. Well, no, but I think I, I think I agree because it, it kind of cheats a little bit. Um, I think, yeah. I guess hmm. so. I think like phoning. But SMS, what about SMS? Like really crappy. No, just, just maybe phoning. You got to pay money. You got to phone the person. You got to call them up. Hmm. I think that, 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 yeah, that was his the wow. stakes up. Yeah. Because I think that okay. that's, you know, one of our social anxieties calling people. <laughs> Definitely right, for me. Yeah, for sure. It's been like that. So okay. anyway. Enough of this, anyway. Boosh. I want to talk okay. about, so. Wh- Richard wanna, Attenborough. Okay, so I think about a half minute minutes of Richard Attenborough. Yeah. Let's go. Let's just, no, listen to me. So about a half an hour ago, I tried to bridge the gap and then we, we got, we got pulled. That's true. By the go, strings go back. Bridge, bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. Um, so what I was saying is that both documentaries kind of state the problem of this idea of it's not somebody who wants to destroy the world it being society or destroying the environment it's the way things are progressing and it's usually in the um and the motivation is growth and where you not sustainability and when you have that it kind of you know you're just always more and always pushing it but you never think of okay what does it actually do to to you know what what is it affecting everything so and that's the kind of theme of of the David Attenborough. It's his, his own witness, his own uh, statement that he's seen the world declining since he was born. And that was actually staggering numbers when, when I was watching that. That was that was one of the big shocks. I was like, okay, he was born. It was only I two billion people, and yeah. now there's eight. That's insane. It's, that was insane. When I saw two billion, I was like, my goodness, nineteen thirty, whatever. Yep, it's seven. That's that's in in you know in in someone's lifetime how much of a change and if technology and everything and that's a lot of people and that's a lot of food for a lot of people. Also, I realized that David Attenborough. I didn't realize that he did so much stuff like uh, before. Yeah, because I only know him as the old David Attenborough. Yeah, that's from Planet wanted, Earth. That's what I wanted to ask you guys. When was the first time you? I have... just know him as the brother of Richard Attenborough, John Hammond from Jurassic Park. I think, I think that's, a, that's a lesser known <laughs> fact, though. I think. Yeah. His his uh, brother, older brother or younger brother? I th- I don't know. Older. I'm not sure. I mean, if he died before him, maybe. But um, yeah. But then I'll again, he's ninety. What did he computer. said he was ninety three, didn't he? Yeah, he's ninety three mm-hmm. right now. Yes. It's insane. He's doing really well for ninety three. Okay, got my research tells me. Ready? Mm-hmm. Richie, Rick, the Lord Attenborough, Richard Attenborough, mm-hmm. born nineteen twenty three. Okay, so he's older. So he's older. Is he? Yeah. Okay. David Attenborough. 
Born 1926. Three oh. years later. Three years later. Three years later. When was he? They lived to some ripe ages, my friend. It's good. I mean, he's still alive. David, that's nice. And he's walking okay, around and then show is around Chernobyl talking about yeah, Chernobyl. <laughs> it's like yeah. Hey, so um, I I have some thoughts. This is very uh, kind of I, I I for the last couple of years, me and my wife were really thinking about this and just. How it changes, you know, you know, even back in the day when we were sitting in 2008 watching um, our... Planet Earth. No, Planet Earth also, but... No, I know what you're going to say, Tim. <laughs> an Al Gore's movie. No, 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 it wasn't Al Gore's movie. It was, um, damn it, he, the comedian, yeah. he died. Al Gore's we, movie. We were watching... Uh, George. George Carlin. And he had this great line about, oh, people saving the planet. It's always about the saving planet. The planet is fine. The people, the people are fucked. <laughs> and I think... That's the, I was going to say that. I was going to say, I remember from the book Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. When when Ian Malcolm said, you guys think oh, yeah. you're saving the planet? The planet's going to be fine without us. You know what I mean? Like, you're not yeah. saving yeah. the planet. You know, and then he goes on in a monologue and it's, pretty great that was a good one though because i think you know throughout the activism you know for, for the last uh, 30 40 years i think there was a lot of narrative of saving animals and i think a lot of normal people do care for that but i think it, it being whatever your ideology is if you think you're above animals due to your i don't know political or religious thing or you believe in the apocalypse that you know everything's going to end there's no point of this that is not really good you know brain incentive to actually care about these things but no but you know i think that sort of but. point of you know listen this, this is not now about the dolphins if, you know if any of our selfish asshole it's about you understand that <laughs> we're killing ourselves pretty much we're destroying the world that we are so used to and taken for granted no this this is what i like about this documentary is that it was so it was very eloquent in how it was portraying what it was trying to say and it wasn't blaming anybody it wasn't it was just calmly explaining how it works and what's happening yeah right yeah and, and it was what like i really liked about it a lot I, I think, like and I think it was a similar thing. It's like, listen, this is we got we got to think about this right now. We we need to. This is more important than you know whatever your political wormhole is that you're stuck in <laughs> on Facebook, <laughs> and you know going about these guys are perverts and these guys are you know crazy or what whatever you're going like this this there's some more important things because. And I think what do what do you guys think of what what about you, Jacob? How do you how do you see the documentary? Uh, I think it was it was better than I than I thought it was gonna be. Mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna be like the classic, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, the old agenda Rooney, you know, like do your bit and stuff, and look how everything is terrible. <laughs> it sounds like Carl um, Carl <laughs> Do your bit. That, do that your was bit. My, that was my joke. Recycle your trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like the classic, you know. Here are the statistics of what's happening, and global warming is coming, and be careful, and you have to stop everything and think about it. And, um, no, I mean, like, I think that it did, did a pretty decent job. I think, um, I, I found it mo most fascinating, like David Attenborough's, his whole history was very fascinating. I didn't know mm -hmm. about that. I remember there was a scene where he met these, um, uh, tribe yes. where yes. they hadn't been like, uh, in contact with him. So I always found that fascinating for some reason. Um, tribes that have not been in contact with <clears throat> the rest of human civilization, 
Mm-hmm. Kind of would like to see a little more of that, but that's more of a David. Adler, I'm sure you'll find some on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I think at the end of the day, what I would like to see is that, you know, like it would be great just to see, you know, um, this, like things being made responsibly things, you know, being, um, cause the, the problem with this is like that, you know, they, you can make a PSA, you know, about the whole thing and you can talk about the statistics and what's happening stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it has to be, you know, something has to kind of go through, you know, I think it maybe makes more sense to kind of, uh, see sort of what you're doing in your own life. Like for instance, like people don't, you know, think about like, Oh, you know, we need to be sustainable. That's great. Of course, that's a great thing. But then it's like, you know, then, but then you buy things that are made in China and stuff like that. Like you need to think about your own, you know, life. And I think just maybe just keep in check, you know, that you're not being hypocritical. Um, I think it's very easy to just say like, oh yeah, you have to do all this stuff and your whole life about that. But at the end of the day, life is very complex. And at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you have to take care of what you can do in your own life. And, um, you know, these huge issues, sometimes you as an individual don't have control over. Um, you can just do your bit, like Carl Bilkington, Carl Bilkington, Carl <laughs> Bilkington said. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that it would be great just to see like more of this stuff being a little more, you know, responsibly done. Uh, I remember they're talking about those trees. <clears throat> and I thought I read somewhere that like, um, that when people go and cut trees, they plant trees again. Uh, what happened to that? Well, um, I, th- I mean, I think that's like a very general again, but term. Ecosystem but you've seen it, it takes so much time to regrow. But that is well. true. But also in the documentary, it was you know the trees that are coming cutting down. They're not ecosystems. Yeah, they're they're just one palm tree that doesn't. What what was saying the the way that the you know what they were saying the sort of the air we live in how it's kind of balanced it's you know how we have Mm -hmm. seasons and everything and that's how we're used to right that's our normal and that is dependent on a very diverse ecosystem right that is that's something i learned too because i didn't know about that i mean i knew about like the ecosystem having to have some balance and things in order to have to be that way in order to work yeah how we expect them to there's i guess when that stuff changes then the whole environment changes yeah is that you know there will be if you cut down you know 80% 80% of some huge rainforest and just replace it with one tree, yeah. that's going to have a really massive effect. Even though if you, you look at the math, okay, you know, same tree, so it should be fine. But that's, you know, that will have a drastic change on on uh, on, on like how the mm. climate works and how everything is because we did enjoy a very stable climate, you know. So what I wanted to ask True. is, uh, did the movie um, inspire you, either of you to make some changes? In your life? I already make changes. I'm recycling, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, but I think... What, I'm recycling, what so... The, no, actually, like, this is all... This isn't stuff that I already... That I didn't know. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Like, but the way that I liked the, how this was presented is it presented it as basic as it could with, you know, just logically talking about it. And that's what I really liked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. That's true. It did, it did present it pretty well. And I think it didn't um, beat you on the hammer. So you said your question was like, did it inspire you to make any changes? Yeah. You know, I think with, again, with the movies like this and stuff like that, I think just tying it back to what we were talking about in the conversation earlier is that I think it's very easy to say like, you know, um, it's very easy to like be an environmentalist, right? And be like, look, you know, 
look at all the things we need to do and we need to do it fast, you know, otherwise well, everything will, you know, go to hell. And it's like, well, but then if you really want to go radical, then you have to go to the Snowden way, but in, in, in the environmental sense, you have to like stop buying certain kinds of clothes. You have to stop buying certain kinds of materials. You have to stop buying all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like, I, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, like I would prefer to do that like, if it's possible. But like if you if I, do that and you put in so much, but if you do that and you put in so much effort, it's you can't expect the people who are still hanging out on Facebook and talking to each other to do this, have the same yeah, amount I'm, of care. I'm just saying that it's like a very fine line because I think that it's, like I said, it's easy to preach, you know, this theme, but then not make a lot of changes in your life. And I think a lo- the majority of people do that. And I think that's where like my but how do you see it? That I get, but you can also, oh, but just, I mean, like, but how do you, in general. how do you see it? Like, aren't, aren't you worried that, you know, what is going to happen to you or, Anyone in the future? Are are you worried about the climate change and how it's going to affect? I am. I am. Um, I think that uh, personally, I guess I'm not like super worried. I think it depends on like how the things get, you know, solved and how we. I think there's a lot of things that's happening that seems to be like going on the right track. I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about it to like make certain claims, but like uh, as an individual, I think it should be fine. <laughs> I don't really, um, I think that a lot of times, uh, at the end of the day, um, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm probably not, not as worried. No. Okay. Cause I think one of the guys? points of the documentary was saying is that, that, that point of where it's like, okay, we don't know, maybe it's going to go good. We'll see how it is. I think that kind of passed and it is sort of in the danger zone where a kind of radical shift, it or being your personal way of living, you know buying sustainable clothes and not supporting fast fashion, not supporting, you know, global delivery of food and, and you know, things that, that are just kind of abusing kind of fossil fuel or, or supporting any sort yeah, of companies that don't care about anything in environment and just want to push their own agenda or well, that kind of thing. thing. Right. But also getting involved. It's like, you know, influencing what, you know, governments and companies or whatever they are you know, doing just to make to where, okay, listen, I, I know you don't care anything besides your profits, but we do. So let's, uh, let's just change things up. Do you feel That's the thing? That- I, I know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you totally. I mean, like I'm all for, you know, sustainability, all for like doing things the correct way to make mm-hmm. sure that we don't like, you know, especially like fossil fuels. I think it's terrible. Like there's using up all the fossil fuels. I'm, I would love, you know, everything to be either go electric first. And then after that, figure out some ways to make things more sustainable. I'm just saying that I, at the same time, it's like, uh, but to sometimes do you sometimes don't even have the option in certain places, you know, like, yeah, like companies I, I think th- and, uh, you know, like producers, um, you are kind of stuck in a place that you can't really change and you can make an effort to do that, but it's a lot harder than you would in some other areas as well. Which, and I'm not talking about myself sure. specifically. I, I would just say talking like the, about as an individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the, thing that that i take away from this is just that this is definitely a problem with the bigger forces at play which are you know corporations and people who like manufacturers of um really old systems that are generally very toxic and and i mean that like literally toxic like yeah yeah and uh there has to be and i feel like you can do all these things as an individual but the only way you can do that is to do that 
together and to this documentary can help for sure but like there's something that needs to glue that all together to be able to make that kind of change you know yeah i think at um, the end of the day the most you can do is like i just always come back to the same philosophies like you know you can do as much as you can do as an individual so for instance like you know if you want to work on this i think you need to just start from yourself and like you said you know don't buy that's the thing things. right don't buy that you know make Jacob, sure no you, more beef for you exactly no more beef <laughs> you check your sources where it comes from mm-hmm. i think that's great i think you need to do that and that's all where you can start um and that's all you can do you know it's the same thing like you know people who you know talk political things or, or certain huge idea things and they're you know so vocal about certain things getting so angry about certain things like well you need to go first make your bed you know before you can actually you know so i think that the moral of the story is like if you're gonna you know work on this i think you need to work on it very you know diligently and put your money where your mouth is and i think that's that's that'll make an actual change Mm -hmm. but i've seen so many people who talk one thing and then it's like yeah they don't go buy a lot of products that you shouldn't be buying it's like i can't trust you and I, it's hard for me to look at myself because I don't do a lot of, of, of much, like you know, awareness. like I buy clothes, you know, like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, I don't, yeah, like buy, awareness of what I'm terrible what, at buying. I'm not good at, I don't buy a lot of clothes. First of all, you know Phil, I mean? you're doing well with that. Cause you're not buying a lot of new clothes. So <laughs> I'm not buying clothes. Good. I don't drive. I don't, um, uh, when I eat, I sometimes get, I just, buying meat is kind of expensive and I don't know what to do with it, so I just leave it alone. And this isn't ne- necessarily because I'm conscious of it. It's just that it's just too much work to have meat in my freezer because it's like, it's going to expire and I have to use it. I'd rather just get <laughs> some rice and get some vegetables and stir fry that and eat it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, so, yeah, I agree with, with... And I love, and honestly, like, it's funny, it's interesting that I... I actually do love the recycling thing. I love separating the trash because I really hate that mush of, you know, just random garbage put together. I like putting my plastics here. Right. I like putting my, 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 my papers there. So I think I'm, our, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay, but I'm not doing it in a conscious way. It's just my, my situation. And me just being one person living by myself also has, has a difference. Yeah. I mean, I agree with what Jake says, you know, that's the start when you change your life. But I think even with the whole fact that, you know, we might be a little bit in the end game. But I think as a general fact, I I don't really like that philosophy that it has to, you know, if everyone changes yourself, uh, that will affect it, you know, completely. I think it needs to be a culture change as well. And I think talking about these things and just always in your mind does affect culture you know just hearing about it seeing it because honestly when i was thinking about like how does this actually change because you know we have laws we have people way of thinking we have people who don't really care about these things they don't see it they see it as maybe you know like lies or seeing it as some kind of different agenda whatever it is i think for it to truly change you need a new generation that that is a default culture that is fully aware of that and doesn't think of like oh is this real you know is does, do we affect the climate or does do my actions affect right, but that starts with you though yeah it, it does start start but it, that's not that's not enough i would say you know you, you you need to get the idea of other people need to understand you know like you can do your bit and fix your life but i think other people need to be inspired and need to i think what tim's trying to say is that you need to communicate that yeah as well. like mm-hmm. it needs to that needs 
you, for a culture change, not not just you know one individual has to change. That you know people need to know where to change and what to do. And like an idea, yeah, the DID need to need to spread thing, and it also needs to become like a default. It's not something that's like a hype or it's something that you know everyone's talking like, about. I don't know. Like for me, like for like for example, for me, like I think putting separating my paper and my plastic and my metal is kind of fun. And it's like, why don't you do that? I mean, that's, that's you know. I do that now. I watched today a, a video of recycling because I didn't know how it worked. It's very interesting. They have a lot of methods how they like separate things via yeah. magnets and all kinds of computer scanners. And, and also like the stuff. other thing is, I think, I think another thing is like, even if like take out the politics, take out, you know, like what people think about it, you know, um, and if it's like, like a stigma, if people have a stigma with that, just think about what's there to lose. It's kind of neat. To, that that is a good, I think that's one of the best arguments. Yeah. Like I think what is there to lose? Like, even if you do all the work, it's still going to be better. You know, the, the net positive is always going to be better. And I always feel than, like, yeah, and I, I always feel like that. everything that you need, because like, that's the other thing about me. And that's again, because of circumstance, not necessarily because I'm consciously doing it. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a, on, I'm not on a moral high horse, but I'm just accidentally doing it. I barely buy anything new. You know what I mean? Not just because I don't have money for it, but like because I just I just don't and I feel like a lot I feel like a lot of the things that contribute to uh the inst, you know, like getting to a worse and, you know, environmental equilibrium, mm-hmm. not an, an anti-equilibrium just comes with excess. Yeah. That might be another thing. You know, I think that might be the main thing. You know, it's just like just not being conscious of like what you need and what you because like we we're able to yeah, yeah get definitely so much part stuff of it. So fast. It's a big part of it. Yeah, just I wanted to say endless like, consumerism. Something, yeah, that I notice as well myself is like the older I get, the more I realize like you want to you want to get things that make sense for yourself, right? To mm-hmm. progress in whatever you're working on or doing, but beyond that, you don't need more, right? Anyway, I wanted to ask him what what is what has it inspired you to do this movie? Oh, definitely. Like, I think to take it, and what will you change? Um, I think one of the things would definitely like sort of what Phil was saying, just sort of not to have excess of thing of not absolute minimalism, but really think about what the things you need, especially with like fashion, and then choosing sustainable brands that you know that don't you know use sweatshops or that don't use mm-hmm. toxic materials yeah. or. They pay their workers and it's not abusing, you know, like having some third world country. Like uh, coffee. What are they called? Sustainable. Oh, yeah. Fair trade. So you have, you have, in every product you kind of have this. And especially with like technology, think of if, you know, you buy like what's the, uh, uh, you know, how much do you actually need it? What is wasteful? And then who you support. That's like, like I was saying, the first level is kind of your change, your personal way of how how you live. Second is, you know you know, not just like say, okay, this is how I change and this is it, but actually talk to people about it and and not like, you know, oh, you filthy animal, look at you buying 100 clothes. You know, it's more like <laughs> educate people in like a nice yeah. way of, because a lot of people don't actually are aware of, you know, what does it mean when they buy, you know, Nikes online? Where does that come from? What are sweatshops? Like people don't yeah. don't know about that and they don't care about that. And I think if they do know, I think they would think about it a little bit differently. And third is, is true. Yeah. and third is the whole culture change I was saying, talking about like think about like smoking. You know, 
50 years ago, everyone smoked everywhere on planes and everything. And doctors said oh, it yeah. was good for good you. It was, it was healthy. It didn't do anything, you know. And That's true. Yeah, the doctors, yeah. And then, you know, just culture change of people advocating against it. You know, then the governments, you know, working uh, on the, right. you know, with the advertisement things and how they tricked them. And essentially... At this point, smoking is pretty much, you know, gone. It's like a, it's like a niche, you know, it's like horse riding. Some people do it. <laughs> well, except Eastern Europe, everyone smokes in Eastern Europe. Like if you look at like, yeah. a, like a, you know, um, yeah, like you the Western the States, countries, yeah, or something right. like that. It's like, you know, it's, you see it in movies, you may be, you know, sub, subcultures or some people who really want to smoke, but it's, it's not a general issue anymore, you know? Right. And I think the world's yeah. better for it. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's saying similar thing needs to happen to, yeah. What the issues with our ecosystem is? Yeah, it's a, right. we, we have we have except there's some countries. That's, <laughs> but you know, but that's like yeah, you, you know, there's always you know there's always party there's poopers. Some countries out there, but um, some have 1.5 billion people, <laughs> and that country starts with a C. And, and oh, is they it uh, Caribbean? Other other seas to fish and not care. But that's the thing. It's, mm. it's about pressure, you know. It's uh, oh sure, yeah. No, you know, can, you know what I mean. We can all go up to that for sure. But if, like, if everyone changes besides that one country, I'm pretty sure eventually that country, that one country, will also yeah. change. So it's it. You'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I think <laughs> I don't know. All I would like is I would like the um, electric car. That's true. You see, electric car and, and solar power. And we're, we already have LEDs, which is great. Yeah. I think these um, are great. I love LEDs. I think there's a lot of positives yeah. that we now but also work with. One thing to end on a sad note is is we talked about, you know, how it affects our humans, and I think that's the most powerful conversation when talking about the environment because it affects humans, humans self. But also the animals, man, it's it's pretty bad. I don't know. There was one shot where that monkey's just sitting on a tree. Ape. When the fo- uh, sorry, when the ape <laughs> <laughs> when the ape is by itself sitting on that one tree. The entire forest is uh, destroyed, and that one, that one That's hurts. It's horrible, that. man. I, 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 I feel. I feel like people don't understand that. Um, Do you know what was my the, worst that, shot? Was the whales? That was painful. Uh, oh yeah, the whaling. The whaling yeah. is with the harpoon, with like the yeah, that was bad. powered harpoon. It's a lot of blood, like, man. It's a lot of blood. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's it's weird to me that because i don't know like i when i was a kid i always was interested in nature documentaries i was you know i liked animals i mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know different environments and stuff like that. i think you jacob you would know when i was a kid always of course playing. national geographic vhs yeah. yeah i love that stuff um classic so for me it never was and now when i'm older i, I never considered the natural world to be a, <laughs> a commodity or a convenience or something mm-hmm. to look at and be like oh that's mm-hmm. so pretty i mean <laughs> i would love to have my own tiger yeah yeah <laughs> Give me one you of those I mean? like, in here. And oh, you I mean feel like you changed your view? I mean, I, no, no. I didn't change my view. It feels like that's how I, like, maybe when I was a kid, it was different. But, like, I didn't know anything. I was 10, right? But, like, now... Oh, okay. You respected nature like, for it being... Exactly. That's what I loved uh, about okay, it. Yeah, and I yeah. and I feel like I... You can't just eradicate the whole... You know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't... Yeah, it, of course. To yeah. me, it's as important as civilization. Because, like, this thing... This is nature. It's been here. It's... That is true. Pure forever. Yeah. This is, that's the whole core of the, of life. Or, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, it's, I, I never Symbiosis. understood. Yeah. yeah. I've never understood when people kind of think of it as just something pretty to look at, you know? Yeah. And that's it. And then, then, then you think that you can just do whatever. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of, um, 
Age of Empires, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was not expecting. It. I was not expecting. Were you like killing the animals around? No, 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 killing animals. You know when you have this like you you, you spit spawned in a certain location, you have all this forestry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then by the time you're finished, you're like, there's, no, there's nothing there. <laughs> you turn it's into Sodomon, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The it's like the forest's gone, and, like everything is just blank, and then all the <laughs> you just have all these farmlands. Yeah. Yeah. Farmlands and trebuchets just walking around. By the way, I want to ask you guys. Um, um, what, what, I never understood what was wrong with the farmlands. Like, I didn't know that half the world is covered in farms. First of all, that's the first thing I didn't know. <laughs> and second of all, like, but isn't that a good thing? I mean, we produce well, all kinds of food. It's, it's, well, the problem is that I, far, those farmlands, most of that doesn't actually go to humans. It's to feed animals that we eat. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's it's very inefficient. So if you stop eating, uh, like animals, and you you just need farms to produce. Uh, just for food for people that will cut down a mm-hmm. lot of that away and second of all it's just taking away land from the environment of natural wild right so that becomes farm mm-hmm. so you what we're talking about the, the eco diversity is destroyed so you just have your cabbage and then you know nothing lives there except cabbage and that's you know it, it doesn't gotcha. have the the effect so you, you're kind of losing and, and it's and it's not just because it's you know oh that's so sad it's because it's important for the rest of the biodiversity right, yeah, yeah. too. Like they and were saying, it changes with, the climate yeah. and then changes, yeah, everything. You have to, you have to have like sort of limits. Like they were talking about the coral reefs, you know, when they, when Japan introduced. Oh, don't talk to bad. me about the coral reefs. When, when, when they introduced, you know, certain sections where you can't fish, you know how how those kind of grew, like, and then that has abundance fish, and that kind of even uh, help the regions when they were fishing to have more fish it's essentially you you need that you need a certain percentage of it to be wild and just to nature to take care of itself with diversity you can't just be mm-hmm. you know mr policeman with your farms but w- one of the things is right they're really annoying <laughs> mr policeman yeah, with the farm so one thing that annoys me when i, I talk to someone about environment they go like oh you know like it, it, you know the climate change has happened before you know the all the creatures have uh, uh you know um died out and they then they they came back it's totally fine it's just nothing they came back in what a couple million years yeah that's also true (laughs) and also you know we're talking about that all people will probably be be dead but i think what annoys me the most is like they take this like oh it's happened before but it's like but humans weren't here and the creatures (laughs) weren't aware of the fact you know the fact that okay you know nature by itself killed itself you know with a meteorite no one's in control of that. No one. No one's to blame there. No. Nobody set that meteor to send to Earth. There's no. You know what I'm saying. But us humans, we're aware of what we're doing, and if we don't do something about it, we are the assholes. You know what I mean? A meteor is not an mm. asshole. If we are aware of what we're doing, we're just killing other animals just because we can't change our system. I mean, you can start talking right. about this more and more, and I agree with you, Tim. Um, that's that. That's where the responsibility comes from. You know, like that's that's when you do think about okay. You know, so it's it's different. What, what did you want to say, Philip? Sorry. True. No, nothing. I'm just saying that like a lot of this is is definitely um, people higher up who's the problem. But um, that's where that's where a lot of self doubt comes in. Where you're like, you can't really help much because. But I you think know, as long as Lucas Oil's still doing stuff, you know, <laughs> Lucas Oil. But I think that's that's I would disagree because I think the, both of the documentaries were trying to put a hopeful message to say, you oh, know yeah, what, no, that no, you no, can yeah. you can actually change it. It doesn't it doesn't have to be like, 
oh, you know, these people are up there and that's the way it is. It's just the way it is because it got there, the, you know, the way it is. It's not about, it's not set in stone. It established itself there, True. but you can also change it. You know, we have changed it in the history, you know, but uh, we got to, we got to do more. That's all. Yeah, man. Do you remember, do you remember when, do you remember when industry started in the uh, early I mean, that's an, an amazing topic because early I mean, 20th it's century. only been like 100, 200 years of like industry, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. And that's so where, where all the trouble guys. began. <laughs> I knew <laughs> you were trouble when you walked in. Well, no, but that's the thing, right? Like industry is amazing, but at the same time, it's also like you have to understand well, I, how I you do also, it. Yeah, I wouldn't say exactly what Phil said. It's like, I think that <laughs> I think that tone is very bad when people are like, oh, you know, it's, everything horrible started like that back then. Well, no, you wouldn't even use your computers if it wasn't for yeah. them. Well, listen, I have a question. Mm -hmm. um, this is a serious question. <laughs> Apparently, I'm Saruman. Industry is amazing. Fossil fuels, that's my number one concern. Was... Apparently, it's like 100 years of fossil fuels. It left 100 years. In the earth, yeah. I read like it was like 100 fuels. something years. Yeah. 100 years of fossil that's fuels. That's very bad. Mine. How are we going to like, power our stuff? Well, the thing is that. You know, as I said in the documentary, if you use, like, solar power, power is free. We have it for another, what, four billion years? Well, so geothermal would be the best, I think. Well, I nuclear think isn't Norwegians. bad either. Yeah, nuclear is very clean. Nuclear is good, yeah. Nuclear. I would say we go nuclear. <laughs> I love the, 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 the official. I would, we go, I would say we go uh, nuclear. The official diagnosis. No, but seriously, though. The like, new plan. From what I've read, my knowledge. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, I think that from what I read, geothermal is really good. They use it in Scandinavia a lot. Yeah, uh, but not yeah. everybody has a volcano. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> <That's more than laughs> and then nuclear seems to be so far one of the best from what I've read. It's the most solutions. efficient. Yeah, and cleanest. But it's also, you know, it has its own I mean, issues with nuclear yeah, waste. Course. But I'm saying like it's better than... Send it to space. Know, it's better than uh, burning all the oil. Yeah, well, everything's and better than burning oil and coal. Everything's better than burning the oil. And then the last one is uh, wind. You got wind. And solar. And solar. And you know, also so had To me, wind uh, is waves. a little lame, isn't it? Isn't it yeah, like wind is lame. I think it was like really bad. Like the, the output is horrible on wind. I think it's like really I, bad. I'm not the expert, so I have no idea how, how, how I, I, good I, I, this, but, but this is. But solar is This is good. us just looking yeah, at yeah. stuff from Facebook, you know, reading the, <laughs> <laughs> reading the <laughs> yeah, titles. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're just, we have an opinion now. And then that's... So here's what I would like to get. Uh, I would like to get a um, like solar panels on the house. Soap panels? <coughs> that sounds amazing. Soap owners. Get, like yeah. free um, energy. Free energy. But that's the whole right. thing. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's free. Well, essentially besides the building cost. But once you're done with that, you're just using what the energy, yeah, yeah. the, you know, life has been using for billions of exactly. years. You just use the sun. That, we have it for I'm another. I'm all for that. I would, yeah. I'm all for that. We got a couple of billion years of that sun. Let's use it. It's, it's you know. That's true. That's stop, true. stop digging out dead animals. Leave them in peace. They died <laughs> from a meteor a long time ago. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever read the article um, from Wait But Why? I mean, you guys probably didn't read it. Anyway, no, I don't think so. Um, all those dinosaur bones have things called jewels of energy. <laughs> what? Oh, jewels. Yes, yes jewels. Yes. jewels. I, I know that is, a, that is a scientific term. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we're using up. We're using up the jewels. And I remember when I read that article, I learned a lot. And that's that the when, precious you burn, when you burn wood, uh, so the wood has a high concentration of these jewels, right? Mm -hmm. That it gained over many years of photosynthesis, right? 
So like a tree that's like 30 years old. Yeah. Has tons of jewels. That it, and it also, I think it releases... What do, uh, what do plants and trees release? <laughs> what are you talking about? They, t- they, they take in the sun. <laughs> yes. Photosynthesis. And yes. they release... Oxygen? Oxygen. Dioxide? Well, carbon? it depends. No. At, uh, you know, plants at, at night, they they release uh, carbon and at the day they release oxygen. Yes. And it's it's good, right? For us and for the environment. Well, that's what created we, our environment, the full of oxygen we can we can live in. Exactly. And then when you chop a tree and you burn the wood, what you're doing is you're releasing all those jewels at once that are stored up for decades. And what you're also doing is releasing, I think, carbon into the yes. air. Yes. So, like, great for you, right? Because you got the jewels. You got and, the power. You, know, you got the energy. You got the power. It was great when we were villagers foraging <laughs> for, for food. Empires. When there was and, one yes, million of exactly. us on this planet, it was, it was okay. Exactly. That's, that's, what, was, that's what I meant. That's, that's why I'm saying it. Would, a couple of jewels. Ju- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hurt no one. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need the jewels to charge our phones. We were just like, oh, good, good mammoth. Let me eat it. Yeah. So good times back so, then. Yeah. Good times back then. Um, good old the good old days. Look at us now. Yeah, look at us now talking over the internet. Okay, <laughs> good times. We're using jewels to talk. By the way, it's true. So, it's true. Just so you know, jewels for everyone. Um, so hope this episode was spooky enough. Um, <laughs> super yeah, spooky. yeah, super spooky. But it's good sometimes to get real spooky. You know what I mean? Uh, as much as I love ghosts yeah. and ghouls. And I'll watch them all day. <laughs> ghosts and ghosts and goblins. Ghosts and goblins and goobs. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we need to we need a reality check here and there. <laughs> we'll resume uh, our uh, non-serious uh, uh, talks next time when we watch an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> oh, that's scary! <laughs> that's scary. This is scary. This is scary. <laughs> Jake is sending Wikipedia Jake, articles. Jake sending us links for jewels. Thank you. <laughs> Known Jules. fact: it was it's it's named by Jules Verne, the famous. Really? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you fooled me. I'm reading on Wikipedia the the, the source of all knowledge and fact. This but is you believe James me? Prescott Jewel. Yes, <laughs> it's not Jules Verne. Uh, but no, I find the jewels fascinating because that explained actually a lot for me when it comes to like how we use energy and stuff. Because it basically, energy is like all jewels, essentially. <laughs> And so we're just like, the, the amounts of jewels changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's so many jewels. It explained a lot. So it really did. The message is, get off social media a bit, learn about things, about jewels and how the world Live works. the ideal life. It was, and that will help you create a critical uh, thinking. And then you can appreciate such things as I mean, look, environment eat some, affecting eat us. A, eat a tomato once in a while. Um as long as it's not important from a, important from a different country. Don't get angry on social media. Oh, that's right. That's true. It's true. Don't don't get angry about you know potato, don't tomato, people, tomato. You know, read read things. It's good. Read. You know. All right, boys. I think it was, call it. Okay. So it's a big one. It's a big oh, one well. today. We we talked about all sorts of things. Hope you weren't bored or you death. Um, and hope you learned something today. And uh, let us know that's true. if you watch these documentaries. Uh, what were your thoughts? How did you feel? Did they inspire you to do anything? Anything dramatic or just just ponder about life and things? Yeah, that's I true. Wonder. I wonder too. I wonder. <clears throat> I wonder too. Oh, I wonder, wonder. So I hope you have a... What do I owe? What's in the wonder ball? Nice two weeks. <laughs> uh, COVID is, is cracking down here. Everything's locked up again. 
bullshit wow. and uh <laughs> <laughs> you stuck back again oh. yeah man this is strict rules we got the numbers the numbers were growing so so we're back back to back to the old ways depressing yeah that's really sad i was hoping i could travel down down south and do a special episode oh. together but unfortunately that's... oh that sucks oh well no. the good thing is that it won't be like this forever Hopefully, hopefully. Or will it? <laughs> or will it? Oh, find out. Find out in 50 episodes. Will Jacob find his jewels? <laughs> <laughs> will he find Jacob his lost jewels? Or will he be robbed of his jewels? Oh, will jewels. The jewels. Will strap onto your jewels. Philip buy new pants? And will... <laughs> <laughs> no, will he not buy new will pants? Will he not buy new pants? the environment? Find out. Find out. Find out next time. On two. Will Timothy be trapped using jewels all day? Will I be a slave to the jewel? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> what Something fell. fell. That would be my uh, advice. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, like a, well. Chinese baby. Goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.